The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by Omaha Steaks. Spring is in the air and it is grilling season. Head to omahasteaks.com. Right now, use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out. Get an extra $30 off your order. Take advantage of their 50% off semi-annual sale going on right now. Josh back with you today. On today's episode, I really want to take a look at the Cleveland Browns mock draft that Brian Bosarge, who we just had on our show the other night, released on Draft Countdown this morning. I guess it was yesterday morning. And I want to look at the players that he selected for the Browns, kind of talk through some of those players. Some of them he mentioned on the show, some he didn't. And then I think if time permits, we'll go through a quick mock draft on PFF. We'll do a simulation and we'll just kind of go through. I want to do a mock draft with trades because I do believe the Browns are going to be trading and moving around in the draft primarily up or out of spots because we don't need all eight picks. We don't have eight roster spots, I don't believe. So I do look for the Browns to make moves. We'll try to do that kind of a mock draft with some mock trades in there coming up here in the next week or two. But today I want to take a look at Brian's mock and do a quick one ourselves. But before we do, remember, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Like this video on YouTube. Please subscribe. Tap the notification bell so you don't miss any new episodes. We do have some cool stuff coming up. For all you Dog Pack members who have joined on our Patreon, thank you guys very much. That is that is the number one way to support our show. If you really love what we're doing, if you love the content we're putting out, and you want some extra content, head to jointhedogs.com. Become an official Dog Pack member. You get an extra episode every week called The Dogs After Hours, where we just leave the cameras rolling. And I mean, any, whatever comes out, comes out. You guys get front row seats to everything. One cool announcement, The Dogs After Hours will be coming to a membership option on YouTube. So if you're not part of the Patreon, but you still want to watch the Dogs After Hours bonus episodes on YouTube, those will be coming at a subscription base on YouTube itself. 
And the audio version of that show is also available on Apple Podcasts. So there's really no excuse not to see the dogs after hours or to at least listen to it. It's a lot of fun. We enjoy doing it. It's raw, unfiltered, and that's about all I got to say. It's just a lot of fun. All right, so let's move in to these mock drafts. All right, so I just want to roll through each pick round by round that Brian mocked in the most recent Cleveland Browns mock draft. Like I said, just dropped yesterday on draftcountdown.com. Go check it out. So at pick 74 in the third round, Brian mocked defensive lineman from South Carolina, Zach Pickens, and that's Zach with two C's. So if you're going to go searching for him, make sure you spell it right. Zach Pickens is an ascending player that hasn't quite reached his potential. He has the ability to rush from the inside and has the skill set to hold up as a five tech. Pickens has flashed moments of dominance at South Carolina. Is he an upgrade over 2020 third round pick Jordan Elliott? I believe so. That's from Brian. So Zach Pickens, again, this is this is kind of the position that a lot of us Browns fans and obviously the draft analysts are expecting the Browns to move toward. If a player that is on their board is available at pick 74, the defensive line still isn't done. I mean, we signed Dalvin Tomlinson. We brought in um, Obo Okoronkwo for the, uh, the opposite edge of Miles Garrett. We brought in uh, Maurice Hurst, who I think can be, if he's healthy, if he stays healthy, could be a really good player, rotational player, a nice piece for the Browns. But that's a big if. We do have to draft somebody. We do have to bring in a couple more players to really round out this defensive line. And Brian is saying that Zach Pickens is the guy. Now, there's another guy that I've got my eye on. I think a lot of you guys do, too, at least people that have been commenting on the videos. And we will hopefully see his name available in our mock draft that we're going to do here in a few minutes. Okay, jumping ahead. The second pick in the third round, pick 98. Brian has us taking Andre Carter, edge rusher out of Army. Now, we talked about Andre Carter on an episode probably about a month ago or so when we had uh, Brown's staff writer from dogsbynature.com, Barry Shuck, on the show. He got to meet and watch Andre Carter personally at the Senior Bowl, and so did Brian Bosarch. He was also in attendance. So from Brian, Carter has tremendous tape as a pass rusher and the production to match. However, his lack of play strength was exposed at the Senior Bowl and has continued to carry during the draft process. Carter is a project that the Browns can afford to develop that could pay serious dividends in 2024 and beyond. And then just as a side note, Pete's take is that Andre Carter could be attracted to Jim Schwartz, new Browns defensive coordinator. An athletic edge with that kind of length out in a wide nine could be worthwhile. Are the Browns willing to wait the length of time it will take for Carter to be playable? Now, what they're talking about is since Andre Carter was or is coming from Army, these these military schools that, you know, that produce these football prospects, these guys can't train year-round like you know, a football player can from Ohio State or Alabama or UCLA or wherever. These guys, they have their duties to perform. So when the season's over, they have to they have to attend to those other duties. So they cannot train for football year round. Now, Andre Carter at the beginning of the draft season was being mocked in like the I saw him mocked in some first rounds early on. Now he's starting to slip. I think that his lack of I guess since he can't train year round, his lack of his physical build isn't quite there yet to to match up with these NFL offensive linemen. That's why he is being listed as a project, as somebody who could be developed. And and that's why they're talking about how he could pay dividends, not this year, essentially. This year would be more of a, a depth piece, get him in there when we have to, when opportunities arise for him. But for 2024 next year and beyond that, he could be a really seriously great piece 
for the Browns or whoever drafts him as long as they develop him properly. By all accounts, what Barry told us from meeting him at the Senior Bowl, Andre Carter is a hell of a, a young man, hard worker, motivated, um, just just determined to succeed. So that would be the kind of player the Browns would probably want to bring in. And I have a feeling if he were available later in the third round like this, I, I think it would almost be a no-brainer to pull the trigger on him. All right, jumping into the fourth round, pick 111. Trey Tomlinson, cornerback from TCU. Now, Brian mentioned Trey Tomlinson on the show the other night. From Brian, Tomlinson has been an outside corner for the Horned Frogs. His 5'7", 175 pound frame won't allow that in the NFL. However, Tomlinson's athleticism and ball skills tell me he can be a great slot corner, something the Browns need, and that is something that could help Cleveland. Pete's take, the Browns need to come up with a good answer for the slot. Trey Tomlinson could help with that, but it's fair to question if his lack of size and length will be an issue. Okay, so like I said, Five seven one seven. So, like I said, five seven one seventy five. He's not a real big guy, and, and you know that he will not be playing the outside corner role whatsoever because these these receivers in the NFL are, you know, five ten at the shortest on the outside, all the way up to six four six five, depending on who you're who you're defending. So, the Browns do need a slot corner, and I've heard a lot of good things about Trey Tomlinson. Brian brought him up as a great option for the Browns if he's available in this area of the draft. And clearly he he really believed that because he's got him mocked the Browns if the picks, you know, obviously stay as they are. If you go look at next gen stats from the combine and NFL's actual um, draft scouting profile for Trey Tomlinson, if you're looking him up, it's Travius Hodges Tomlinson, by the way. So THT, I think a lot of people are abbreviating it. So Trey Trey Tomlinson, Travius Hodges Tomlinson, THT. Same dude. Either way, they've got him listed at 5'8", 178, 5'7", 175, tomato, tomato. But Next Gen Stats has him ranked as an 82 overall. Um, that They list him with a prospect grade of 6.15. Good backup with the pen, potential to develop into a starter. Production score, 6th overall at the cornerback position. Athleticism score, 7th. Total score, 82. That's 8th overall at the cornerback position in this draft class. 441 40-yard dash, uh, 1.5, 10-yard split, vertical jump 39 inches, broad jump 11. I mean, if he's available in this area of the draft, I do think that the Browns might want to pull the trigger on this kid. Okay, now here's where things are going to get interesting, and we're probably going to have some debates in the comment sections about this. So at pick 126 in the fourth round, Brian's got his mock taking Zach Evans running back out of Mississippi. Now, Zach Evans is one of the better, or at least coming out of college a few months ago, he was kind of projected as one of the better running back prospects in this class. So from Brian, how much longer can the Cleveland Browns afford to keep paying Nick Chubb? We talked about this with Brian on the episode the other night. He says, while still one of the best backs in the league, Nick Chubb's contract is a detriment to their salary cap. I know they like second year running back to run forward, but that doesn't mean they can't add another. Evans was a game breaker at TCU before transferring to Ole Miss. His production dipped in 2022, but his potential is still high. So I am also under the belief that the Browns should draft a running back in this draft. I do not think necessarily it needs to be this high. I think there is some really good value at the running back position later in the draft. And we'll take a look at that in our quick mock draft that we'll run after we're done with this breakdown. But this this is a good, just drafting a running back, I do like what Brian said the other night on the episode. Why not, why not draft one at some point every year in the draft? The running back position, while we all love Nick Chubb, and I'm not applying this to Nick Chubb, I'm not saying that it's equal across the entire league, but running back, unfortunately for these players, is a very expendable 
and replaceable position. Now, obviously, the things that Nick Chubb brings to the Browns, that's not expendable. You can't replace that very easily, if at all. But production-wise, and especially if we're moving to this more five wide receiver or whatever, five wide heavy pass air raid offense or whatever we're thinking about doing, with Nick Chubb moving a little bit older into his career, I think he's 27 now or something like that. I believe this is the last year that he's under you know, this contract with the Browns. I'm not saying they're not going to keep him. But what I'm saying is they do need some, they, they have to have some sort of continuation plan in the event that Nick Chubb, you know, I don't even want to talk about him leaving the team. What if he gets hurt? You know, are we going to roll out there with Jerome Ford and Demetrius Felton? I don't think so. We need to have depth at the running back position, especially with this offensive line that always gives space to running backs. We saw Dearness Johnson succeed. Kareem Hunt obviously had great success here before we quit using him last year. Don't know what that was all about. But the, the, the main idea is bring in running back talent almost on a, a rotating basis every year just to have the depth. And if a guy takes a step forward, like a Dearness Johnson, whenever you know Chubb was down and we needed that running back to come in and give us production, he was able to do so. Real quick, Pete's take on this. The Browns should be motivated to draft for life after Nick Chubb while simply supplementing him now, which is what I just said. With the more spread out offense the Browns want to implement, it's simply a matter of taste, but a power back running against light boxes with smaller defenders could be a good way to go. Again, that just, I didn't even read Pete's take before I gave my uh, analysis on this. So I think we're kind of saying the same thing in different ways there, but all in all, I do think the Browns should look at running back in this draft again. Not sure it needs to be this high though. Fifth round pick 140. Braden Daniels, interior offensive lineman from Utah. Brian did mention him as well. Daniels is a great athlete with the capability of backing up multiple positions. I believe this is the player that Brian said could play all five positions on the offensive line if he had to. That's huge. At this point in the draft, fifth round, we know that our offensive line is pretty darn good. You know, Wills, while his effort is questionable, he's still a very serviceable left tackle. He has started for the Browns ever since he was a rookie. You can't ask for much more than that. You've got your interior set right now with Betonio, Posick, Teller. These guys are awesome. Conklin on the right tackle. But depth is always a thing because you know those five linemen are not staying healthy all season long. So to have a guy that you can count on to come in no matter what position you need him at, I think that's just absolute gold for the Browns. Pete's take. Daniels is an easy player to like. Gives everything he has. He's athletic and could be a great fit as a zone guard. Needs a lot of work, but the Browns have Bill Callahan to coach him. Amen. Again, I was talking to somebody on Twitter about this today. Bill Callahan, I think, is probably one of the absolute most underrated assets that the Browns have as part of their organization right now. Him and Stump Mitchell, the running backs coach. I mean, these guys make these players who they, they really are on the field. You just don't see the behind the scenes. Bill Callahan with a, a kid like Braden Daniels coming in here, this could be pretty good. All right, two picks later in round five. Pick 142. I think a lot of you guys are going to like this. The Browns select Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver from Ole Miss. The Browns wide receiver room may be a tough one to crack, says Brian. However, when you have the chance to draft a 99 percentile athlete this late in the draft, you have to do it. Pete's take before I dive into what I think. Mingo is one of my favorite players in the draft. Ole Miss uses him in so many ways. Could be a slot or F. He is willing blocker. He makes tough catches over the middle and he's explosive enough to stretch the field. I would love the pick. Now, Jonathan Mingo, to me, plays the part that uh, Derek Frisbee, who guest hosted for us last week, he was talking about how the Browns need to have some sort of plan in place 
moving forward with wide receiver, not for this year necessarily, but in a couple years, we will not be able to retain all the receivers we have on our roster right now. Jonathan Mingo fits a a type of receiver that the Browns desperately need. He's six foot two, 220 pounds. He's a big bodied receiver. If you go look at his next gen stats, they grade him as a 77 overall, 6.24 will eventually be average starters, what they say, but his, his athleticism score was is eighth overall in the draft in the entire class. His, you know, he ran a 44640, 1.54 10-yard split, 39 and a half vertical jump, 10 foot nine broad jump. So what what I like to do is look at the NFL draft profile for these players. I mean, and they don't all have everything listed here, but Jonathan Mingles <laughs> Jonathan Mingo's NFL comparison from NFL draft prospect is Anquan Bolton. Big, strong slot receiver possessing the mental and physical toughness to outperform his speed limitations. The career production is nothing special, but what was his quarterback play, right? But it's clear he has put time and effort into his craft. He runs crisp, well-paced routes, ramps up his focus when it's time to go get the football. A lack of separation, burst, and long speed could make for more contested catches, but he has the body type and willingness for that work. Mingo can get tough yards after the catch and is an above-average blocker. He has a skill level and demeanor to become a starting slot receiver for teams using 11 personnel as their base offense. Jonathan Mingo is an excellent prospect for the Browns in this range. This, To me, this just screams Andrew Barry value. To me. This is what it is. You get this type of receiver who you, you do not need him in 2023. You do not need to rely on him. And not. it kind of plays into what David Bell was for the Browns last year. We didn't need him. We did not. Well, we saw that. We didn't use him in 2022. But when David Bell was on the field, you saw production out of him that you didn't see from Anthony Schwartz the year before or from last year, for that matter. I do think that Jonathan Mingo is a very interesting prospect. I'm interested to see where he actually does go in the NFL draft. And if it's to Cleveland, I will be very excited about it. All right. Last two picks here. We're just going to kind of roll through these quickly because these are sixth and seventh round picks. Not to not to underplay those because we saw Donovan Peoples-Jones come out of the sixth round. That was, I mean... You want to talk about a huge value pick for Andrew Barry, but Brian at pick 190 in the sixth round has the Browns taking Cameron Latu, tight end out of Alabama. We talked about the Browns taking another tight end in this draft because we're not sold on Harrison Bryant's development. Now, I've talked a lot about how tight ends just take more time to develop in the NFL. You've seen, you know, David Njoku's career for a first round pick. It took him a handful of years now to really get to the level that he's at. It's a tough position for these for, for kids out of college to come and learn because they're just asked to do so much more than a lot of other positions when they first get into the NFL. So Cameron Latu, the Browns can use another inline tight end prospect. Latu had solid production this year for the Crimson Tide. Pete's take. If you view Mingo through the lens of an F, then drafting a true Y in Latu can make sense. The Browns have David Njoku, just signed Jordan Akins, who I really do like. They're probably going to want a third tight end on a rookie deal. It makes sense. We've talked about two of the offensive weapons that may not make the cut for the Browns roster this year, that being Anthony Schwartz, a wide receiver, and Harrison Bryant, at tight end, depending on what the Browns decide to do moving forward with that tight end room. And last but not least, pick 229 in the seventh round, Aubrey Miller, linebacker out of Jackson State. Miller is a heat-seeking missile who plays with an attitude. If that doesn't scream special teams weapon, I don't know what else does. Here we go, seventh round pick. You're just trying to fill up special teams, roles, depth spots with a chance to grow. Pete Stake Miller would provide competition in the linebacker room, but it might be difficult for him to make the roster. 
Fortunately, he has experience on special teams, which could make a difference. Now, that's one thing to keep note of. In three drafts that Andrew Barry has led now, the Browns have only cut one player that has been drafted by Andrew Barry, and that was Richard LeCount, the safety. And I think that was last year he got cut. Oh, another player that I did want to mention might be on the roster bubble here now is Demetri Felton, depending on what the Browns do. I, there's a lot of good prospects in this class, and I do think the Browns, you know, they're not going to use all these picks, but you know, bringing in a guy who's a special teamer like this that you can rely on. We saw our special teams really suck last year, and a lot of that was the coaching, but we do need the the right players to execute this stuff. We've got the right coach now. Let's get the right players. Let's just go out and win this damn thing. What do you say? This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Spring is in the air, and that can only mean one thing, spring grilling. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to spring into something delicious with their semi-annual sale. With 50% off site-wide, grab all your favorites like perfectly aged, tender steaks, ocean-fresh seafood, juicy burgers, incredible air-chilled chicken, and decadent desserts. Plus, when you go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. It's the perfect way to get fired up and spring into something special. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use code DOGS at checkout. Take advantage of this deal right now. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, and you're going to want to hurry because 50% off site-wide is only happening for a limited time. So don't miss your chance to save big right now. Visit omahasteaks.com. Use code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at checkout. Get that additional $30 off when you shop their semi-annual sale today. Minimum order may be required. Today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Whatever is going on in your life, BetterHelp could be a great option for you. BetterHelp is convenient, flexible, affordable therapy that's custom built for you. And best of all, it's 100% online so you don't have to leave the comfort of your home. And finding the right person is just as easy. Just fill out a short questionnaire and it'll match you with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for any reason at no additional charge. Look, we all have stuff we're carrying around. And finding someone that you can just talk to, a professional to just talk through it, it really, truly helps. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S, today for 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash dogs. All right, now let's dive into just a quick mock draft simulation on PFF that we're just going to run through real fast. All right, so here we are on the board at pick 74 if the Browns stay at 74. And the guy that I was talking about earlier from the defensive line that I think if he's available at this spot and the Browns are on the board, they're going to take him. And it's, it's Carl Brooks, the edge rusher out of Bowling Green, though he's listed as an edge rusher. He is a very versatile defensive lineman. He can you know rush the passer off the edge opposite Miles Garrett, which if we're bringing in another guy that can rush off the edge and get after the quarterback, I'm totally okay with that. He can also bounce inside, rush from that position as well, interior. He kind of has some of those traits that we liked about Draymond Jones when we were talking about the Browns potentially bringing him in from Denver. And I, I like Carl Brooks. I think that he presents a great value for the Browns. I think Jim Schwartz could utilize him very well in the defensive scheme. And also, the Browns have met with him. So the Browns have shown enough interest in him to have pre-draft visits with him. And I think that he's definitely somebody that's on their board. He's on their radar. And he's a name that's being talked about inside that facility. So we're going to draft Carl Brooks here, edge rusher out of Bowling Green University. 
Now we're going to see who's on the board coming up at pick 98. So here's where I'm going to kind of step in line with Brian Bosarge. Travius Hodges Tomlinson, we already talked about him, the cornerback out of TCU, is on the board here at pick 98. And I think we're just going to go ahead and draft him. All right, now we got a few picks later, pick 111. We're kind of looking on the board here. Here's where some of those running backs are. There's Jaden Reed, the wide receiver that we've talked about before that we do like. K.J. Henry is a player, edge rusher out of Clemson that um, Barry Shuck saw at the Senior Bowl. We talked about him. Uh, this is a very interesting list of players here. I'm not going to go running back here just yet. So there's something, there's a player I think we can grab here in a minute. At this pick right now for the Browns mock, I'm going to go ahead and draft Mora Ojomo, defensive interior lineman out of Texas. He's a little bit undersized, and he's going to be a little bit more probably of a developmental developmental player for the Browns, but if they bring him in, this guy's already got high run stopping traits that I think will translate pretty well to the next level. So we're going to draft him and then we're going to wait here a few picks. So this is where when I'm doing these, these exercises, I see Ronnie Hickman, Hickman's name pop up safety out of Ohio state. And I, I do think the Browns need to invest a little bit more into that safety position just to get some more depth. I think Ronnie Hickman could be the right guy here. So we'll take him. All right. A few picks later, we are on the clock with pick 140. Let's see who's on the board. There is, a, There are a few interesting names here. And I see, I see a player that I know there's some guys out there that are saying, take him, take him. We got pick 140. We got pick 142. Yes, guys. We're going to go offense here. And this is where I am going to pull the trigger on a running back. We are going to take... A kind of an underrated guy because he played behind arguably the best running back prospects in Saquon Barkley and Bijan Robinson at Texas. We're going to take his backup, Roshan Johnson. Okay, two picks later. Let's see, is our guy still on the board? You better believe it. I know there's a lot of you guys out there that have been saying this kid's name, and here he is. Bryce Ford Wheaton. I think the, the wide receiver out of West Virginia. I think this could be a nice pickup for the Browns. You know, he's six foot four, two twenty-one. I've heard a lot of good things about him. Watch some tape. He looks like we we talked about Jonathan Mingo earlier. If he's no longer available and the Browns have the option to bring in Bryce Ford Wheaton, I think it might be a good move. So we'll draft him. We've only got a couple picks left now, so we're gonna bounce down to pick one ninety. We're gonna kind of just scroll through these. Here is Juice Scruggs, the center out of Penn State. Heard a lot about him. I think we, we've already talked about the depth needed at the offensive line. So we'll just, we'll go ahead. We're going to draft Juice Scruggs center out of Penn State. Give the Browns a little O-line depth. And then last but not least, see, now this is where I was talking about value late in the draft. If a guy, a running back like Mohamed Ibrahim out of Minnesota is still, still available this late in the draft, you know, maybe taking Roshan Johnson a few rounds earlier or around earlier, whatever it was, maybe not the best idea if you can land a guy like this, because if you watched any Big Ten football in the last couple of years, you know Muhammad Ibrahim's name. He He's a stud running back. He had injury issues in college. He's fallen down the draft board, but I do think, you know, given the right opportunity and especially in, in, in primarily a depth role for a team like the Browns, Muhammad Ibrahim could be a pretty good steal this late in the draft. But I'm going to go ahead and draft another position that, you know, we've talked about needing a little bit more help at. We're going to take the other Muhammad on the board right here, Muhammad Diabadi, linebacker out of Utah. See what kind of performance he can bring to the Browns 
as a depth slash special teams guy. Okay, so let's take a look at the final grade for the mock. B plus, don't hate it. Uh, you know, I'm not drafting for the grade. I'm drafting based on what I think, you know, the Browns need and what I'd like to see them do. Brooks with a C plus, Tredavious Hodges, Tomlinson, A minus. Uh, Moro Ojomo, an A. Ronnie Hickman, the safety C. Roshan Johnson, the running back B plus. Bryce Ford Wheaton, the wide receiver C minus. Juice Scruggs, A minus, the center out of Penn State. And last but not least, Muhammad Diabadi, the linebacker out of Utah, was a B plus. Overall, B plus. Like I said, don't hate it. Not not real too worried about any of that. But here's, you know, kind of moving on from this now. One thing I do like to do is take a look because they always show you what the first round ended up as. So this is always kind of interesting. So let's just kind of see how the first round played out. We had Carolina taking Bryce Young, number one. I still think it's going to be C.J. Stroud, who in this mock went number two to Ohio State. Will Anderson, the... I mean, this guy's a dominant edge rusher. He's going to be pretty good in the league, I believe, out of Alabama. He's going to the Cardinals at three. That drops Anthony Richardson, who's such an interesting prospect. But can the guy throw the ball? I mean, other than throwing it far and hard, can he actually throw it with accuracy? We will see. He goes to the Colts at four. Seattle takes Tyree Wilson, the edge, out of Texas Tech at five. I'm not going to read through all these, but here at seven, the Raiders get their new quarterback in Will Levis out of Kentucky. Eight, the first wide receiver comes off the board. I like it because I'm an Ohio State guy. Jackson Smith and Jigba, I do think he's the best receiver in this class. He's off the board going to Atlanta to pair up with Drake London and whoever is playing quarterback. We're not real sure. Let's see, another Ohio State guy, Paris Johnson Jr. The tackle goes 13 to the Jets. And then Quentin Johnston goes to Green Bay, the wide receiver out of TCU. Uh, Jordan Addison, wide receiver at USC, goes to the Lions. That's interesting. They've already got Amon Ross St. Brown kind of playing that role that he would take. This one I do like. The Chargers taking Bijan Robinson, running back out of Texas. I mentioned him earlier. Uh, doesn't seem like Austin Eckler is going to be playing there this year or anymore, I should say, because he has requested a trade. So I think he's going to be gone. Um, Zay Flowers, somebody that, you know, had, had – a lot of fans had liked for the Browns at 42 originally out of Boston College. He goes to the Buffalo Bills. That could be dangerous. Um, see if there's anything else worth mentioning. The Eagles take another tight end, Dalton Kincaid, out of Utah. It's just always fun to kind of look and see how, how these mock drafts play out for these other teams. But that's going to wrap it up for our mock draft episode this week. Kind of basing everything off of what Brian Bosars talked about the other day, last week, on his draft prospect breakdown episode. We're looking at the mock draft that he put out on draftcountdown.com. Go check it out. Released yesterday. Went through that. Went through the players he selected to the Browns. And then just did a quick mock draft on PFF, you know, ourselves, just to see how things shake out and have a little fun with it. So, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hope you guys enjoy learning more about some of these prospect names. I know I do. I know there's a lot of you that are watching that know way more about these draft prospects than I do. So feel free to drop any tidbits of knowledge and information you guys have in the comments. Always love hearing from you. I learn a lot of stuff that, that I talk about on the show from you guys, from the, the people in the Patreon group. You guys are just chock full of knowledge. You're honestly a huge resource for this show and we appreciate everything you do, all your support and this show couldn't happen, literally couldn't happen without you. It takes it takes money to, to do the things we do, to produce a show, cameras, audio equipment, uh, all the subscriptions that we use for editing, for publishing the podcast. Just everything we do, it takes money. And your support in the Patreon 
it, I just, it cannot be appreciated enough. So thank you. With all that being said, just want to thank everybody watching this episode. Like, like I already mentioned, leave a comment, like the video, subscribe to the channel. We appreciate all of you. This is going to be a really, really fun draft season coming up. Can't wait to talk more about it. Until we see you guys again next time, let's go Browns. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com.